Hey guys, Shane with Now That I'm Older. Check out Rogue Intel Prime with Duff and Chris. Anything goes in this podcast of infinite possibilities. The gang are sure to entertain with their take on the latest news, commentary, and review of, well, whatever the hell they feel like. Check out Rogue Intel Prime on RogueIntel.com. something strange in the neighborhood who are you gonna call ghostbusters that's right and hopefully not the all-female cast version of the <laughs> ghostbusters hello my friends and Woo! welcome to the Sexism. powerful nerd cast i am cory and joined with me is my illustrious beer drinking host christian whoa dude why why you gotta you're beer hating I'm you're not beer hating. This is a if PC anything, world. That is a, that <laughs> you're, is a you're Miller Lite, a fine Pilsner <laughs> drink. You're beer shaming. <laughs> Let's see South Park try that one on. So today I guess would be our very first episode, which is Halloween oriented, despite the fact we've been talking about horror movies for the last two weeks. Uh, unfortunately, we had bigger plans for the episode. We wanted to deck out the studio in decorations and costumes. We just didn't have the time for that because we have lives outside of YouTube and, of course, doing a podcast show, and that has kept us from making it the way we want to. But next year, we'll go a little crazier. That being said, I'm still really pumped up for Halloween this year because we still don't even really know what's going to be going on this Saturday. No. No, we don't. But I'm very excited about Halloween. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yes. Are you, what's, your, what's your, like, Halloween routine? Do you have one? I do. Um, usually it's Halloween night, of course. Uh, that is the day building up to it. Usually I uh, have like a little horror movie marathon, mm-hmm. which is going to be going on this Friday. Saturday is the day itself. And just the fact that Halloween's on a Saturday is great because this gives me a, an even more of an opportunity to set up my house, put out decorations, and of course prepare to scare the living shit out of children. Which is you said you even had parents come by and be like, "Hey, are you still going to scare the kids again?" Yeah, yeah, they're like they're expecting it because I've actually been doing this for a couple of years now. Um, just I love doing that. I love handing out candy mm-hmm. and I love trying to scare the kids. And I always have to sort of up the ante each year. Where sometimes I pop out from the garage, sometimes I run out of my car. This year I'm still not quite sure what I'm going to do, but I think I'm going to have a little bit of help. So I'm going to try to get them from multiple angles this year. That's really what I'm hoping for, and I'm going to try my damnedest. So you're going to get the kids from multiple angles, and you're a huge fan of michael jackson okay i got you yeah <laughs> out, of con- out of context this sounds pretty fucked up but uh no i'm from the just, front and the back right yeah. Corey? Oh, okay from the windows to the walls and uh <laughs> it's gonna be great to say the least um but yeah i just i love halloween i love the time of year i love horror movies and just getting to see all the different costumes is really fun last year i got to scare the crap out of the avengers which was fantastic because i had this little kid walk up to the house dressed up as a uh, captain america after an all you know, bold and shit. Mm. Like I'm the hero. I'm going to conquer this. And as soon as he walked up to the door, I just ran out like screaming like crazy. And, uh, my mother does not approve of this. Like I was talking to her on the phone last week. She's like, are you scaring the kids again this year? I'm like, yeah, (laughs) well, if they're too small, don't do it. And I'm like, mom, I cannot make that promise. (laughs) Uh, A lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm sort of getting back at the youth, um, that I had when I was younger, because, uh, I was always taken to haunted houses when I was a kid, Uh, In particular, I remember this one event. Uh, I was five years old, and my brother was in elementary school, and they had these big fall festivals where they just have all of these fun activities, hay rides, you know the whole deal. Oh, yeah. And they had this uh, little haunted house that they just made up themselves, which, you know, as an adult probably sucks major balls. As a kid, was pure nightmare fuel. I don't know what it was about (laughs) black tarp, witches, and chainsaws, but they totally scarred me as a kid. Like, I was so freaked out, and yet at the same time, I wanted to go back in. Like, I I became obsessed with haunted houses at that point and seeing how they could take them to, like, different levels. And uh, if time has taught us anything, it's that everybody's always umping the ante. We have this one chain of haunted houses here in Georgia, which is called Netherworld. Netherworld, Which is, like, a big Hollywood production, practically. Netherworld is, like, they take it to the top level. Like, they they probably get some of the best makeup artists in the business to come there. Mm -hmm. And... It's really a production. Yeah, it's they're not, animatronics, too. You know, I feel bad because I haven't been there in, like, two years. But, mm-hmm. like, one, it's always decked out. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like, the uh, people that do the makeup are amazing. I think I just mentioned that. But, like, um, every time everyone goes there, it's like, 
they say, oh, it's like a show almost like dudes run across you run across in front of you and then they slide and they're like sparks erupt from them. And it's almost more of a show in some ways. They really give you your bang for your buck, too. Yeah, I've been to scarier haunted houses, but Mm -hmm. I have never been to haunted houses that are as entertaining Mm -hmm. as Netherworld. Um, One time we went to a zombie one, which I was about to bring that that, up. The zombie one. That Mm -hmm. was great. I thought that was generally pretty creepy. I don't Personally. remember the haunted house part very much. I just remember shooting the zombies with paintball guns. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the coolest thing about it is because it was a haunted house, but when it all ended, you had this option of uh, signing up for this paintball game where there were a lot of people there who were dressed up as zombies, and you could just shoot them as they were getting closer and closer to you. Uh, unfortunately, no shots to the head. I was trying to explain to them, however, that's not how you kill a zombie. Uh, <laughs> you don't but, shoot them like three times and no. kill them. But the uh, the actual like tour through this like giant dilapidated building, I thought they handled that really well. Uh, especially because it was very dark. You couldn't see things half the time. There was one room in particular, which was just completely pitch black, and every once in a while they would flash the lights, uh-huh. and you'd just see, like, hundreds of zombies everywhere, and then they'd flash them right back to black, and you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they'd have, like, spray bottles and things they would hit you with running around They'd love to hit you with the, the mist yeah. when you're in, in haunted houses. I don't houses. know what it is, but it's freaky as hell. Maybe it's just the, the, the foreign touch that you're just not used to. You always think that something's, like, maybe literally breathing behind your yes, neck. It kind of yes. gives that same feel. But that shit was scary man especially the build-up to it because you first walk in everything seems normal and they're trying to explain there's this zombie apocalypse going on they're like working on a dead body right there and then shit just got real when this zombie just runs around the corner kills the tour guide and then they just start going run run go 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 (laughs) run damn it and the whole time you're just like freaking out the whole time there's shit constantly all around you and popping up all over the place that one part towards the end where you enter that one room and there's a phone that's ringing do you remember that no i don't this was my favorite part because no one wanted to do this and i was forced to do it um there's this part where they take you towards the end of the the entire tour and there's this room which has this phone that's ringing and the tour guide is like somebody's got to get it and we're all like why don't you get it you're the tour guide it's clear that as soon as someone walks over and picks that phone up that something is going to pop up and, and do I, something so so I, I was just like oh crap i'm gonna do it fine yeah and i just slowly remember walking up and as soon as i got up there i picked up the phone I closed my eyes because I knew something was going to pop up. <laughs> and even out of impulse, as soon as it happened, I just went, ah! And just like started running away immediately from it. It was still really effective, even though you knew that it was going to be coming. That and, of course, there's the whole, uh, I call it the zombie battlefield, which was just like this giant, like dilapidated area where you had like zombies crawling around and everything. And you had to be really careful. There were some people who looked like they could step all over those guys. But at the same time, the zombies weren't allowed to touch you, so they couldn't get too close. But it that was is- freaky as hell. It, the touching thing is like the weirdest thing when it comes to haunted houses because they always say, oh, in this haunted house, you have to sign a release because they can touch you. Yeah. You know, I've never been to one of those, yeah. but I always hear about them. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're advertised very much or maybe it's hard to uh, get insurance on mm-hmm. that or That's something. That's because bad things happen in them. Go to YouTube and type in like haunted house tours and stuff. There are videos where you'll have like people who are dressed up as monsters and stuff touching people and mm-hmm. whoever they touch like – Occasionally, they'll get that one guy just like, oh, shit, and then he, out of impulse, punches them. Well, why do they call it fight or flight? He picked fight. He didn't pick flight, you know? <laughs> like, you know, or there's that famous video about the guy that jumps out of the garbage can to scare people, and mm-hmm. then he scares this other uh, guy in class mm-hmm. in the hallway, and he turns around and just punches him in the Ooh, face. Yeah, I've seen that one, too. Yeah, because it's fight or flight, and then he just chose the other option. There's a, there's a guy on YouTube who's called the Scary Snowman. Uh-huh. Oh, I've seen this, that. Yeah, he creates yeah. this snowman suit. And there's tons of videos of people just, like, decking the crap out of him because mm. you don't expect it at all. A big snowman. Exactly. Yeah, and the other th- the other haunted house I went to that was, like, pretty epic was this one called Containment in, mm. in the middle of Atlanta. And what they had done is it set up, like, 30 of those big, long, rectangular shipping containers. Mm-hmm. And each one had a different theme. Mm. And then there were some other open areas and stuff. But they were all terrifying. And I always remember this one. They had a really powerful light at the end of it. So you were just like... You didn't know, like, you couldn't see anything in front of you. And you're, like, walking, and you're like, I think I see something. I'm not really sure. And then you get to the end, and right when you turn the corner, there's a guy in a cage, like, shaking it and shit. And you're like, (laughs) fuck. And, you know, the mist is hitting you in the face, and you can't see anything. I feel like your mind does most of the work on some of those. You know? Like the guys with the that come out of the bathtubs that are all blood and stuff. That's Mm -hmm. scary. But you immediately can process that, and it's not as scary. It's just like when you're 
hearing shit and you know that's the scary part mm-hmm. and uh but yeah like haunted houses in general are fun but i never like seek them out anymore for some reason i guess as i get older i don't I'm not interested anymore mm-hmm. but uh you always seem to get off on them <laughs> I'm, I'm just i love halloween that's yeah. probably why i just yeah. i always like to see how inventive they can get with it because most haunted houses tend to go through the same uh like stick that you always see like you know you go through the creepy tour and then it all ends with a guy with a chainsaw Always to uh, do with the chainsaw. Always with the chainsaw. Hell, back in the day, we did an event for your church. Yeah. Uh, where we created a, the haunted house for them and did a big event for, uh, I believe it was for charity. Mm-hmm. And uh, just most of the time I was a tour guide that weekend. But the last night uh, I decided to be the chainsaw guy. That's a fun job. It's really damn fun. I got to the point where I could freaking rev a chainsaw with one pull. Yeah, like you had instantly, it down. And it was great. And my favorite part about that night was not scaring people. It wasn't freaking people out and watching them run up the hill. It was when uh, your main priest came and went through the whole tour. And that was the night I was working Chainsaw. And as soon as it was all done, everybody crowded around him because they wanted to say, what did you think about this? We, we worked really hard on this. And uh, what did you think of the Chainsaw guy? And it's like, oh, uh, and they're like, oh, he doesn't even go to this church. And the first thing he says is, huh. I can believe that. <laughs> like he was so like freaked out by that final part, but God, oh, it was so much fun. I can believe that. And, and we fought hard for that chainsaw because when we first wanted to do that bit, someone wanted to use an electric chainsaw, like a plug in the wall kind of chainsaw. And it does <laughs> I don't not. Remember that. Oh my God, dude. And they tried to do that for the first night. I'm like, no, we've got to find someone with a chainsaw so that we can take the chain off. Because we need that thing to rev, roar, and we need to smell gas in the air. Yeah. Like, that's really what brings it all together. Because when you start one of those things up, it even, sounds horrifying. Even if, like, you're in line and you hear the chainsaw. Like, and you know it's coming. Yeah, you know it's coming, but it's still scary. Yeah. You know, the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Oh, but man. we had it planned perfectly, too, because the last part of the tour was people walking downstairs. And that's, like, the exit right there. Like, as soon as you get to the bottom, you're home free. But as soon as you hit that bottom, that's when the chainsaw, boom, just revs out. <laughs> and uh, I've been desperately for the last week and a half trying to get my hands on someone who has a chainsaw that I could borrow and remove the chain because I want to up the ante a little bit and I want to be able to use that because it's just it's so effective it's so loud and it freaks out anyone you know, it's just, it's one of the most terrifying things that you could use on someone is a fucking chainsaw. Just the oh, sound yeah. it's is terrifying. scary. Like, if I hear someone using a chainsaw, just like casually, you know, cutting up wood in their backyard, it still sounds scary as shit. And it's just because of the damn sound of the chainsaw. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a classic weapon. I love it. And uh, I also I had so much fun at that haunted house. I was a guy that had like chains attached to me mm-hmm. and I would like burst out and then my chains would stop me right before I get to the people. Yeah. And, and it we, was... we covered you with a black tarp. So yeah, I couldn't see you at first. And then uh, as soon as we walked in, we would stop and we'd force them all against the wall. And then all of a sudden these strobe lights would come on so you and couldn't you see would just me. burst out with chains on your body and covered in blood. <laughs> Some of the best reactions came simply just from that scare. Because that that's was, not that's not a traditional move in, a, in the, no, the haunted house. I think that was probably our most inventive bit. Everyone wanted to do, I want to be a mad scientist that's operating, and I have like, ooh, come over here, kitties. And I'm like, that's boring. That was another thing. Like, we were, I don't want to say we were in charge of that haunted house, but you, me, and like, there were three other guys who basically were like, look, we're doing this, and we're going to make it really violent and messed up. (laughs) We don't care that this is a Catholic church. We're We're going hard. Absolutely as horrifying as humanly possible. Blood, guts everywhere. And uh, I think it was pretty successful, and it was really fun to run. Yeah, it went well. And And it went to a good cause. Yeah, you know, it's for the kids. That's <laughs> you know, for kids. God, I'm sure we freaked out some kids. Oh, I felt so bad because I remember once, like towards the end of the night, this uh, girl I knew and her brother and a few other of my friends were coming through. And I ran at them and the chains broke off the wall and, mm-hmm. I, and they slammed into her. I felt so bad about that. That could have gone so bad. If those were not people that we knew, that, that we knew we'd been screwed, man. Like imagine if a little four-year-old was there and a, like a chain slapped her in the face. Imagine if the priest... Got hit uh, by the chain. Father William Hickey. I still remember him. <laughs> he married my parents. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. He, so every, he says every time he sees me, he says he feels old. I'm like, well, 
You know, they had me. That's life, dog. That's life, dog. <laughs> Get Speaking old. of uh, scary shit, and I really hope you saw this already because I really like to talk about The it. Walking Dead? Did you watch Walking Dead? The new one? Yeah. Of course. Should we put up spoiler warnings? Before uh, we... okay. This is hardcore. Spoiler warnings. Skip ahead. Uh, look at the uh, timestamps below because, you know, I'm not even a big Walking Dead fan. I got to talk about this. Okay. I'm glad um, you so didn't tell me that we were going to talk about this. I was preparing for the, uh, the episode because I watched the one before it because they did a rerun because I missed the last one, and I'm glad I did because the next episode blew my freaking balls off with its ending because why in the hell did they kill glenn <laughs> they killed glenn why well <laughs> did you think for sure they killed glenn or you think that's the biggest talk of the week from everyone is glenn dead is glenn dead i mean a freaking surrounded by walkers well he super could be dead yeah. 90% chance. What's he going to do to get out of that situation? Well, the other reason people say he's not dead is because at the end of every Talking Dead, they said, let's commiserate all the people that died this episode. Yeah. And Glenn wasn't on that list. Yeah. And so that's a huge thing because the, the Talking Dead is run by AMC. It's, you know, the people that know anything about the Walking Dead mm-hmm. that's there. And, you know, maybe some gunshots go off in the distance and all the whole herd walks towards them and leaves Glenn with this half-eaten dead body of that idiot dude that blew his brains out. Yeah, that, let's set up the scenario for you. If you, you haven't seen the episode and you don't care about spoilers, at the very end of the episode, uh, Glenn and what's that guy's name? The let's guy call like, him. Uh, I forgot uh, his name, but he's uh, he he's had a connection to Glenn for a long let's time. Call yeah, let's call him Stephen. Yeah, just for Stephen. And they're outrunning all of these walkers, and they're trapped in this like alleyway, and they're on top of this dumpster, and they're just surrounded by all of these walkers. And Glenn's the herd. buddy, yeah, the hoid. And uh, Glenn's buddy is there, and instead of just letting himself be eaten by the zombies, he commits suicide, shoots himself in the head. But instead of just falling over, he falls on top of Glenn, which puts him in the pile of zombies. And the final shot of the episode, or of that scene, is of them ripping apart his friend who's on top of him. And almost at first seems like they're killing Glenn. Well, I thought but it's they... obvious that they are actually killing the other guy, and it's his blood that's like going all over his body. Which yeah. potentially might save him. That's one of the big he, theories. What, what's the what's the thing that they killed in Star Wars so that Luke could survive the winter? Oh, a womp? Oh, yeah, not a womp, a tauntaun. He got taunt. He got saved by. He, he's the tauntaun of the walking. Yeah, dead. of the walking dead. So I he got, they smell bad <laughs> on the outside. He got tauntaun, <laughs> but yeah. What he, next episode? Glenn just crawls out. <laughs> 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 Like, oh. Here's a problem. Like that show again. They keep showing Glenn as the guy with some shred of morals left that wants yeah. to make this probably guy... the most likable character on the show. Yes, the most human. Well, the core. most not Walking Dead human. There's many humans, yeah. but not, yeah. like the most that resembles previous society. Mm-hmm. And he really wanted this guy to get better. Mm-hmm. You know, like he was really he trying. spent a lot of time with this guy. Like, yeah. And then he ends up killing himself and Logan. bringing him along with him, which I just – that made me mad. Like, yeah. I was legitimately really angry at that scene. And I thought that guy was going to fall in and Glenn was going to use the distraction to get away. Seemed like the perfect explanation, but instead yeah. they're just like, fuck it. Let's kill off one of the most popular characters from the series <laughs> right now without any sort of pretext or anything. Boom, he's gone. My- my personal favorite part was when Rick killed the rest of the wolves that ran into him. Oh, yeah. That scene was great. Yeah. Um, which like- – God, man, that whole episode was really insane. Again, demonstrating that, uh, you know, Rick has sort of, in many ways, lost his humanity. But at the same time, he's also sort of regained the most, like, carnal version of humanity where it's all about pure survival. Like, in the episode, he clearly knew, like, hey, we're going to try to help these guys out a little bit, but they're not all going to make it. Yeah. (laughs) Let's be blunt about that. And even, like, Michonne, and then they're just like... Uh, Yeah. Like, like, something's just kind of weird with all of that. Yeah, like, they they always make... uh rick seem like he's kind of an asshole but then he ends up being right time and time again but no one wants to talk about that you don't want to admit that he's right either but yeah he is he's always really don't want to (laughs) because you want everything to end all nice and happy and this episode clearly like that that kid the the one black guy that was actually doing pretty good that was from alexandria gets shot in the leg by that kid that can't handle his shit you know bull crap i know (laughs) it's just like glenn's death like it it almost seemed unnecessary and Mm. One of the biggest things I'm going to have uh, with this well, the, episode. The biggest p- problem with me, if that was Glenn's death, which t- I'm going to be 100% honest, I don't think it is. But if it is Glenn's death, um, I think that it was a missed opportunity because what, in my opinion, is going to happen because of the comics, 
the wolves obviously have a leader. Mm-hmm. They're not just a group of random dudes running around. They have a leader. And the leader, when he was introduced, uh, this is total spoiler warnings. This is like more theory at this point. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to kill Glenn to make it. He was supposed to say, you guys killed a ton of the wolves. So I'm just going to be nice and just kill one of your people. And he has Rick and uh, uh, um, Glenn there. And he just picks randomly because he doesn't know Rick's the leader mm-hmm. and kills Glenn and, with baseball bat. In front of everyone. And the baseball bat has barbed wire on it. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. And so that was like a real like, okay, Glenn is getting killed by the new main bad guy, setting up the story, keeping it going. But to just have him killed by a group of walkers randomly is sort of anticlimactic. In many ways it is. But at the same time, like, I kind of hope they don't bring back Glenn because there's something very stark and realistic about him being killed just out of nowhere like that. And there's nothing that you can do about it. It sort of, like, shows how realistic the show is because even these big main characters who've been around since the fucking first episode, like, they can get killed in just an instant. Um, In just an instant. mm -hmm. Yeah, pretty much. And the the biggest thing is everybody's been saying, like, all right, so how's Glenn going to survive? All right, the number one theory is that since he's covered in that guy's blood and all of his gore, the walkers are not going to recognize him and they're going to ignore him. I just... Don't believe that. I mean, he's right there. He's live. He's screaming, for Christ's sakes, while all of this is going on. There's no way anybody could keep quiet during something like that, especially when you're covered with all of these monsters and being dripped in the blood and intestines of someone that you were trying to save. Is he just going to try and run away? Is he going to try to hide under the dumpster? There's no way he can avoid the jaws of all those walkers. They're going to scratch and bite him, and he's going to get infected and immediately turn into a walker, which leads me to believe that we are going to see Glenn again, but as a zombie, and he's probably going to be killed by his baby mama. By it seems like the most Meg? obvious thing. Or yeah. not Meg. What, Maggie. What's Maggie. Maggie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I call her Meg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I have a feeling that she's going to, unfortunately, I mean, it's a little cliche, you know, the loved one has to kill the zombified version of their spouse, um, but it could potentially go that way. I just, I don't see They've him done it a lot, though, in Walking Dead. I hope they don't do it. Maybe they should, yeah. but they've just they've done that. Before. Like what? What did uh uh, not Carl? Um, the motorcycle dude. He had to kill his brother. <clears throat> What's his yeah. name? Uh, why am I blanking on that? Was it Daryl? Daryl. Daryl had to kill his brother. Yeah. Who was arguably one of the coolest characters in that show? Yeah. Definitely. He added a little bit of humor to it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he his uh that actor is just great mm-hmm. in like uh uh, uh Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> yeah. He's great. He's just yeah. I was very. Very sad to see him go in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Same thing for Glenn. Um, you know, I'm still honestly kind of shocked that they went with this route. But like you said, there's enough evidence to show that he could potentially be alive, especially with that whole Talking Dead situation. Yeah, they didn't mention him at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, they were all super serious. And Glenn wasn't on the show. Yeah, that's a big thing. They always have Glenn. They have the person who died usually mm-hmm. on the show that day, mm-hmm. kind of like so they get to send them off. Like uh, when Herschel died, they had him on The Talking Dead, but they didn't have Glenn on. So maybe Glenn uh, is dead, but he comes back as a zombie. And then when they kill him as a zombie, then he gets then to Then they tell put him on The Talking yeah, Dead. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there is a chance that they're eating that body of the of dumb Steve, uh, Shell Shock Steve. Maybe that's what we should call him. <laughs> Shell Shock Steve. And then something happens, and then all the walkers leave. Because mm-hmm. they kind of they cut away from that. So we really don't get to see... We really don't get to see Glenn die. No. You know, we just get to see his reaction to all this shit going on. But it just, the odds are so stacked against him. Especially with just the amount of walkers there. Someone is going to have to come in and really help. Like, I cannot wait to see how they're going to resolve this. What I think is going to happen is we're not going to get to see the the leader of the wolves to the end of this season. Mm, Probably not. They're going to, I thought it was going to be wolves' main topic this season. Mm -hmm. Maybe mid-season finale. We get the, uh. Does, does Walking Dead do mid-season and then they stop? Or do uh, they... they I'm, not just, a, I'm not a hundo on that one. Yeah, I don't remember either. But the point is that uh, uh, if uh, the wolves aren't the main bad guys, they're going to have a lot of zombie drama. Like, obviously, Alexandra, uh, or Alexandria, uh, they're, the people that live there really suck with zombies. Just, uh, like, painfully yeah, bad. really bad. <laughs> <They're> just... <laughs> That's why Rick was so, like, you know, he's like, they're not all going to make it. Yeah, they suck balls. They cannot fight walkers. They keep accidentally backing into them. Mm. You know, <laughs> yeah. Just, oh God. <laughs> Some of those guys just made me angry just because of their stupidity. I mean, just it's post-apocalyptic zombie world. It's been like that for a while. You need to learn to fucking over man two up. years at this mm-hmm. time. But again, that was 
you know, another one of the themes of the episode. And I, th- I don't know if it was Rick who said it. Um, there was that one line. He's like, not everybody was meant to live in this world. I think that was the previous episode, actually. Was it? When Rick was talking to uh, the Black Samurai, mm-hmm. as I will refer yeah, to him. That's with... just, that that line is really powerful to me. I mean, it, it, it makes sense in what he's trying to say, but it's just, it's so bleak. People are like, oh, but that, people get mad. It's like, but that means people are going to die. It's like, yeah, because not everyone's meant to be here. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also why Walking Dead has such a weird sort of like resonation with people because it like the zombie apocalypse would be the great equalizer in a lot of ways for Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, Money wouldn't mean anything anymore. You know, probably left to survival. Most people probably wouldn't make it. Definitely. Our parents would have a hard time making it because they they they'd have a harder time. I know like a lot of people that take a lot of heavy prescription drugs to make it. You know, right now they'd be fucked. Oh, they'd be screwed. They'd be they'd be Jones and like crazy that they couldn't even function normally. Yeah, and then they'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even if you did make it, would your, the lack of drugs kill you slowly anyway? You know, like exactly. let's what about say the, what about the mentally unstable? Or what? If, well, those people are all dead for sure. I mean, just there's just, there's so many factors that could lead to the extinction of the human race because of a zombie apocalypse. Do you think just, the extinction? I just think the reboot of society in a different way. I mean, if we can if we can destroy the zombies. Uh, if we can outlive them somehow. I if guess. we can outlive the undead. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Getting dark on me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Getting dark on me. Yeah, but the other thing is the Michonne group was really hardcore this week. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, the Rick stuff and the Glenn stuff was so powerful, you almost don't even remember the Michonne stuff. That was the thing. Like, when I got done watching it, the only thing on my mind was just like, holy shit, they just killed Glenn. Like, to me personally, this is the biggest death of the series. If it's... Herschel to me Herschel's pretty big too like Herschel was just because well the, you the, could not like Herschel he was such a cool character Herschel and well mostly the governor the standoff Rick mm-hmm. the prison and Herschel it was just a big combo sort of event mm-hmm. you know so with that being in mind but you the know. thing the Glenn death is just it's unexpected like I just didn't see it happening that way maybe and yet it's dead. still up in the air yeah that's the thing it's but just... at the same time if they don't kill Glenn man they're fucking they're kind of pussies you know mm-hmm. because... yeah that's the thing they're kind of damned if they do damned if like they're not really going to win with everybody on this episode, but uh, I'd still prefer Glenn to actually be dead. Um, it just it would just show again that this world is really dangerous and anything could possibly happen. I mean, I don't think Rick is going anywhere anytime soon. I mean, he's the cornerstone of the entire series. Uh, I especially imagine he's probably still the main character in the comics, without a doubt, right? I'm Rick is the main character, yeah, unless something majorly happens, but maybe. You know, Andrew Lincoln's just like, I'm done. I made all the money I need to make. You know, I'm fucking, <laughs> I'm rich as shit for the rest of my life, man. Like, I'm good. And they kill him. But if they kill Rick, to me, there's no one that would replace that character. Like, Michonne, even as cool as she is, she wasn't interesting this week as much as the other characters. Like, she's still, like, very much a moral compass, you know, and stuff. So I think she's a cool character. I think she's better seen, not heard. Yes, that's, just that's a great way to a, put it. Because she has such a presence about her. You know, she doesn't have to say anything, and yet you totally know what she's thinking. Yes. Like, every single time, which is still a good sign of a good actor, too. Like, mm-hmm. every every actor on the show, for the most part, is pretty good. I don't think there's a bad actor on that show. Nah. The, even that, that, that young girl that uh, uh, the just survived somehow. Mm-hmm. You remember the JJS? Mm-hmm. Or JSS? And uh, that girl was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was pretty impressive that she did such a good job. Because if you think about like the beginning with all the first scenes, she didn't really say anything when all of her flashbacks mm-hmm. and her eating that turtle, oh, you know, <laughs> was gross. Dude, man. It amazes me how much they get away with like the gore effects on that show. They get away and, with like, a lot. They're also like, you know, that's on AMC. And right now, since it's Halloween, AMC has been showing like a lot of horror movies. And uh, a lot of them they've been having to, like, censor and, like, like a lot of the Friday the 13th movies and stuff. And I'm like, wow, you know, in retrospect, though, even uncensored, Walking Dead a lot of the times is way more freaking violent than anything from those old 1980s movies. Like, just maybe it's because of their time slot. Maybe it is simply because they're AMC. Maybe it's just because television has been constantly evolving over the last couple of years to be a little bit more mature, especially after hours. Yeah, like... Uh, there's just so much that I oh, oh was this Amneville to the possession. I watched that the other day. Have mm. you ever heard of Amneville the possession? Film? I've seen the original Amityville horror and I saw the remake and I wasn't impressed. Is there, did you ever see two? I did not. Two is dark. It's weird. It's freaky. Cause it's like, you know, it's like your, what is this? 82. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird sort of like, uh, there's a demon in the house. It possesses the teenage son, mm-hmm. uh, but he ends up like fucking his sister. It gets kind of weird. Yeah. 
and uh, just the whole thing was really dark, but it had really good practical effects. And there was a priest, and he wanted to have a uh, exorcism, but they wouldn't let him. The church said no, and then he did it anyway. And then the demon was like, Rah! you know, and like ties up the sun and all that shit. And it was just really fucked up. And I was like, wow, like horror movies back in the day could just do some crazy shit, mm-hmm. you know, like n- never, like they could never do that now where demon possesses a dude and he fucks his sister like that shit would not fly That's nowadays. Some berserk shit right there. <laughs> yeah and like so it was just weird mm-hmm. and so uh but yeah i've never seen the original where did you AMC. watch that at amc just a- oh it was on amc yeah oh, and they were st- isn't it crazy that they can like kind of show well there was nothing shown as much as they can but though. uh yeah yeah i was just like wow they picked this movie mm-hmm. you know and then there's amneville 3d Never saw that one. Never did, no. <laughs> uh, when, wow. when 3D is attached to the title, I'm not really a big fan. Uh, there's Amneville 4, Amneville It's About Time, Amneville Dollhouse, Amneville Curse. Uh, there's I didn't even know there was that many. Amneville Horror, Amneville 3D. <laughs> I think I'm burnt out on the Amneville's. Yeah, it's just like I'm that's, done with those. That's kind of crazy. I mean, those didn't even make it close to our top 10 lists or top 5 lists. No, no. No, I've never even heard of them until I watched this one. <laughs> but, you know, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I've enjoyed the Halloween season, but it's just, I guess, it's, you know, as you get older, you just don't have time for it as much. Unfortunately, you don't. Uh, that, that's the one thing. I mean, just I haven't been able to watch as many movies as I'd like to. I'm only going to have time, I think, maybe for one or two on Friday, if that. Um, and then this weekend, you know, we're probably we might be going out like later that night too. So mm-hmm. I also want to make time for that and to, uh, you know, to pass out candy to the kids and everything. It's just, it is still a very sacred time for me. Um, and I love all the specials they've had on TV right now. Not only just, you know, walking dead, which I guess you could call that the Halloween episode, even though it had nothing to do with Halloween. It's just always sort of spooky and scary. Uh, but on Sunday they also had, uh, the big Halloween special from the Simpsons, which, uh, I'm a huge Simpsons fan, uh, even today, even with the episodes being very, very hit or miss. Uh, this special right here, the Treehouse of Horror, was the worst Halloween Simpsons episode that I have ever fucking seen in my life. That's it a was bold statement, bro. So bad, and I'm so disappointed by it because those are like the best episodes of the year. Those are the ones you look forward to the most because that's where the writers have free reign to do exactly what they want. Like if they want to kill a character in a really violent fashion and make it really funny, they can do that. If they yeah. want to parody a movie, they'll do it. But just something about this year just didn't work for me. Um, the first story I thought was really good, which was all about Sideshow Bob, who is uh, voiced by Kelsey Grammer, coming back to voice the character for like the umpteenth time on the show. He's the guy who wants to kill Bart constantly with a crazy hair. But why, um, though? Exactly? That's the thing. Most people have forgotten his motivation. This is like season two shit. Yeah. Uh, the reason he wants to kill Bart is because Bart actually figured out that he was trying to frame Krusty the Clown because he dressed like him and actually robbed Apu's store. And then they actually figured out that I was Sideshow Bob, and they threw him away. And ever since he realized Bart did it, he's been trying to kill him ever since. You think um, he'd let that shit go? You'd think so. But <laughs> this is The Simpsons, where time doesn't really, you know, it stands still, but it also evolves with the times. Okay. Um, and in the first segment, it was really surprisingly dark and kind of reminded me of the, uh, the older Halloween Simpsons episodes, because Sideshow Bob finally kills Bart. And he does it first in a really anticlimactic fashion. He shoots a spear gun in his chest, and then Bart just dies. And then a lot of the humor of the episode comes from him actually using Bart's corpse for, like, a lot of different things. Like, wiping something off the wall with his tongue, like, literally, like, picking him up or putting him on the ground on his stomach and then playing golf with him by, like, hitting the golf balls into his mouth. That was really funny. But the episode got really messed up when he found out that he could actually reanimate Bart and bring him back to normal. And then he did this, and then he kept killing him in really, really messed up ways and constantly bringing him back to life. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. And it's The Simpsons, and at the same time, I was like, oh, this is like a classic episode right here. I really like it. And then the next two segments started. The second segment, which had a lot of potential behind Wait, it. Wait, is this like, this is a 30-minute Simpsons episode? It is, but it's uh, like all the uh, the classic. There's three commercial breaks, so there's three segments. Yeah, there's three different stories, all done by different writers, directors, and everything. So each one has like their own feel to it. Okay. Um, they're, they're typically called the Treehouse of Horror. The reason they call them that is because in the very first uh, Simpsons Halloween special, uh, all the stories took place with Bart and Lisa telling stories in the treehouse, and it just sort of stuck. Um, the second story is called Homerzilla which you can probably imagine what it's parroting. Um, it is Homer as Godzilla. Now, the segment seems like it writes itself. Just parody Godzilla, make it with Homer. 
The problem is, a segment like this was already done, like, way back in the day in Season 4, which was called King Homer, which was all about Where he Homer was King Kong. Being King Kong. I remember that. The segment that. is hilarious, has some of the greatest dialogue, too. One of my favorite lines is uh, when Marge is getting ready to join Mr. Burns and Smithers on their ship, and uh, Mr. Burns really wants her to come along, and Smithers replies by saying, I don't think women and semen mix, sir. <laughs> That and just the overall episode itself was really, really funny, especially the final scene where uh, Homer is King Kong, you know, the classic climbing the uh, Empire State Building scene. Yeah. Since Homer is Homer and he's King Kong, they they combine their two uh, uh, personalities and Homer starts to climb the building and they make it seem like he's really, really far, like almost to the top of the building. And he starts like sweating and everything. And Marge is like, huh, maybe you should take a break. And he's like, "Uh uh-huh. And then he falls over like he's about to fall to the bottom. And he falls like two feet, like boom. Yeah. Just right there and completely cracks on the pavement. One of the funniest endings to an episode. It was beauty that killed the beast. Yeah, they even they, yeah they do that line and everything. <laughs> and uh, it's with better Homer when, Zilla, it's better when Jack Black does it, right? No, uh, not, not necessarily. <laughs> um, I like Jack Black, but not so much in that. But uh, what was great about King Homer is that it was in black and white, like they made it look like the old movie. And they did the same thing for Homerzilla, like they made it all black and white and everything. They made it set in this uh, like pseudo Springfield meets Japan. Like okay. all the characters were like sort of dressed up as Mr. Japanese Sparkle? people and everything. Mr. Sparkle, of course there was. Yeah, it was a big billboard, and I, I saw that. that was probably the best part about that segment. And then the rest of the episode is just Homer as uh, Homerzilla just running around and being stupid and that's sort of it the main joke of the episode is that they actually halfway through the segment make it seem like they're actually making a homerzilla movie and it just it's not funny they try to parody the whole brian cranston bit where he's freaking out in the godzilla movie and it just it didn't work well first of all that that scene first of all brian cranston did act his ass off in that godzilla movie Mm -hmm. But it's not that it's not a standout scene of the movie. No, it's not. So parodying a subpar scene yeah. is not very in a good move. Now, what they should have done, if I were a writer on the Simpsons staff, this is how I would have made the episode. First, it wouldn't be Homerzilla, but I would still like to incorporate Godzilla because why not parody one of the most famous movie monsters of all time? Very Halloween uh, special. Um, back in King Flanders. King. Or what's the three-headed monster called? Oh, uh, I would love to see a three-headed flint. Oh, what it should be. You're giving me all these great ideas. It should be King Ghidorah with the middle head being Flanders and the other two heads being his sons, Rod and Todd. There we go. That would be fucking hilarious. And they shoot, like, cross lightning. Like, Oakley Doakley's and shit. Like, <laughs> somehow incorporate that into the attacks, if possible. That would be hilarious having him fight. Um, but the thing is, back in the early 90s, there was this SNES uh, Simpsons game, which was called Bart's Nightmare. Not a very great game, but there was this one segment where you play as a giant monster-sized version of Bart called Bartzilla. Basically the same design as Homerzilla. It just looks like a giant Bart with a tail, scales green, and yeah. he can breathe fire. And uh, in that segment, you played as him, and you actually fight King Homer like in that game. Like, it's a oh, I remember that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why didn't they make King Homer versus Bartzilla into an episode? The writing writes itself. It would be really funny just seeing them destroy things and make other citizens of Springfield transform into monsters as well. Case in point, your Flanders King Ghidorah idea. Yeah, exactly. That would be so funny, and it would be great. They didn't do anything with that. Instead, instead of doing their research and remembering that there actually was a Bartzilla in the past, they just decided to make Homer into freaking Godzilla. Now, that segment would have been all right if it was the How to end? With them pretending it was a movie? It ended with the Brian Cranston joke, where basically he's just like screaming and crying, saying there's nothing we can do, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. then it just ends, and I was kind of like, really? That's, that's the end of it? Okay, all right. Maybe the, the third segment can actually save this. And the first segment of the show was so long that the final segment is only about six minutes long. It's six minutes of animation. Telepaths of and glory? It, hmm? Telepaths of glory? Not exactly. Um, no, well, that's what it's called, because I looked it up. I'm okay, looking. well... The whole story is about Bart, Lisa, and Milhouse getting superpowers. And the whole thing is also a parody of found footage films. In particular, it's a parody of this movie that came out in 2012, which was called Chronicle. Now, this would have been funny maybe in 2012 when Chronicle came out, because this whole segment just... It just didn't go anywhere. It was just them getting powers and picking on people with their brand new powers, which... They already had a Treehouse of Horror episode like over 10 years ago where Bart and Lisa get superpowers and fight against Comic Book Guy. And that one was even funnier because it had Lucy Lawless involved. Oh, now, yeah. The back when she was a big deal. I remember exactly. her. Yeah. And uh, in this one, it goes by really, really quick. 
and then it just sort of ends on some weird random joke uh, with uh, Maggie becoming like super powered with powers and then just like taking over Springfield and everything. And luckily, uh, they ended... the baby that's the strongest that's so over. Yeah. What is that? That's like remember the Incredibles? Yeah, the baby had all the powers. Yeah, Every... basically the whole thing was just like this has been done before. Now, thankfully, the episode did end with uh, the biggest tradition in the Simpsons Halloween specials, which is the return of Kang and Kodos, who are the uh, the two space aliens who appear in every single one, which are those big green octopus-looking one-eyed aliens with the bubble heads. Yes. They always appear, and they usually just do the same thing, which is just laughing for an inappropriate amount of time. What they did in this one was uh, I they were see... angry that they didn't make it in, and uh, they said that they're trying to do their best to appeal to the older Simpsons fans, and, they, and they're and they like, here, we'll even make the screen four by three. Yeah. And they're like, but it won't be as good as season four. <laughs> so, like, they sort of address the fact that, yeah, this one's not very good. I want to see them, like, talking, and then, like, the Moonanites from Aqua Teen come in, and they're oh, like, God. watch out. Pew! <laughs> I would have loved to have seen at least, like, a uh, an Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like, couch mm-hmm. gag with the Simpsons. Because mm-hmm. that's something they've been doing a lot lately, is getting guest animators to do their uh, their opening sequences. Like, they did one with Rick and Morty. Uh, the one they did for the Halloween episode this week was uh, by John Kay, who is the uh, creator and animator of Ren and Stimpy. Whoa! So, he did his own intro and his style applied to the Simpsons, which... It looked okay, but it just wasn't all that memorable, and and that's the biggest problem with the uh, the episode. I just left it feeling just kind of, eh, it was okay. I actually ended up liking Family Guy's Halloween special a lot more. Really? So uh, yeah. So the the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror series, like it was one of those episodes. I was just like, eh, just not digging this one. And ironically, the episode that aired the week before was a Simpsons Halloween special, but not like the traditional three stories one. It was just a story set on Halloween. Uh, and that one was much better. And ironically, that was the first episode like that. There'd never been just a standalone, this is on Halloween. It's always been like the three-story format. So they technically did two shows this year. And uh, the one that's most liked by fans, just you could just go on any message board and you could see the hate. You could feel it. Just <laughs> What's your favorite? Okay, I'll tell you my favorite. Mm. The one where uh, Bart is the, the something's on the wing school bus <laughs> one. Yeah. The, uh, that the, one was truly terrifying that one as a kid was creepy wasn't it yeah flanders yeah. at the end yeah when he's holding his head finally yeah. hobart yeah <laughs> that whole sequence is really good obviously it's a parody of the twilight zone episode and the movie mm-hmm. um but yeah that episode was really funny for a number of reasons not just the whole gremlin subplot there was this one little bit in the episodes where uh, uh i think it was nelson and the other bullies were uh, picking on bart and they decided to uh pick on martin instead the other nerdy kid from the school and that's because he was wearing this shirt that said wang's computers is there a wang's computers i don't think so <laughs> i think it's just like asian people are good with technology i think it was, it's like because a... they're like oh thank god they're picking on bart they took their attention away from my shirt yeah <laughs> wang's computer it was just freaking hilarious <laughs> That episode was really good. Um, my favorite Treehouse episode, though, is probably... It's called, I think, Dial Z for Zombie, which was uh, one of the earlier ones. It was a zombie episode. There and- is something called Wang's Computers, and there's a if you hit type in Wang's Computers, that image comes up. Is it a Martin on yeah, the bus? Yeah, him like, smiling at his shirt. <laughs> yes! <Yeah. laughs> I want a I Wang's Computers shirt so bad. <laughs> um but uh, my favorite one is called Dial Z for Zombie, which is basically just a parody of, you know, zombie movies in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, Springfield gets overrun by zombies. and I remember that. They all shoot them all. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's a little different because Bart's actually the one who uh, brings them to uh, life because they're trying to bring their dead cat back. Mm-hmm. And uh, they go to the pet cemetery. And uh, what's really great is when he's doing the incantation to bring back all of the, uh, the zombies, uh, he says the brand names of different condoms to bring them back. Like, it would be like, Trojan, Sheik, Magnum! <laughs> and then all the zombies would come back. And then when he wanted to put them back, he would say the names of stores like Target, Caldor, Walmart! A really funny bit, but my favorite line, without a doubt, is that when the Simpsons finally realize that all the zombies are taking over, they have to go back to the school, find the secret book so they can read the incantation and put all the zombies back. When they walk outside, they all walk out to the car, and Ned Flanders walks up, and he's clearly a zombie, and he walks up to Homer, and and Flanders says, Hey there, Simpson, how you doing? Mind if I nibble on your ear? And then without even hesitating, Homer shoots him with the shotgun. (laughs) And then Lisa goes, Dad, you killed the zombie Flanders! To which Homer says, He was a zombie? Yeah. (laughs) 
that he would mow him down without even thinking about it there was great. And, of course, the scene where they bust into the school and he shoots all the historical zombies like uh, George Washington and uh, freaking William Shakespeare zombie. Yeah. Especially when oh, the yeah. show's over, Shakespeare, and he hits him with the butt of the gun. <laughs> and then Shakespeare's like, is this the end of zombie Shakespeare? <laughs> Well, first of all, zombie Shakespeare would be long gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it's because of nostalgic that I like uh, nostalgia that I love those episodes. Because I mean, I'm quoting them right now. I've seen them a million times. You and literally just... know them way better than I do. Yeah, like... <laughs> there's like, uh, there's just there's nothing like that from the previous one. I'd say that seasons one through ten Halloween sep- uh, episodes are just freaking on point they're all really funny there's just so many great moments even the pretentious ones like the very first one where they do uh edgar Allan pose the raven just with a uh, Homer voice and Bart voice the bar raven. uh voice by uh dark vader yes james earl jones <laughs> he, he voiced a character in uh every single segment of that uh original show that was the very first one they did mm-hmm. um even that one which i still think is, is gorgeous and atmospheric is just fantastic um just all those seasons are great yeah, the 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 Treehouse of Horror like set the standard for animated shows to have mm-hmm. a Halloween segment, and they were really controversial back in the day. Like now, they don't even turn heads or anything. No, like that no. first Halloween special, like the next yeah. year, like Marge Simpson, like it opens with her coming out on stage and like saying, "This show's really scary, so you might want to put your kids to bed for this one." Like they they were getting letters, angry letters from moms about it because it was surprisingly violent like there there was blood guts gore and stuff that like like you said the bus episode which were genuinely creepy especially if you're a little kid they but at the same time still fun me out when i was a kid like mm-hmm. i was like i can't believe the simpsons are doing this mm-hmm. you know but it was great yeah but very scary yeah you get classic moments like homer trying to kill mr burns when he's a vampire and he gets the stake and starts to beat him and then uh lisa's like uh dad that's his crotch yeah <laughs> There's so many amazing moments from every single one. I honestly believe, like, season 1 through 10, the Halloween episodes, are the best The Simpsons writers have ever done. They're so sharp, they're so witty, and there's three episodes per, so you really get a lot of bang for your buck. Yeah, I think that the, like I said, the uh, the damn um, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror set a standard for animation, mm-hmm. you know? So, it's a shame, just like most things The Simpsons, it's fading out. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, is it just as good and the standards are now higher. Mm, I'd say it's a combination of the two. It's a combination. Well, there's never one thing. We don't live in a black and white it's world. It's like, I love this current season of South Park, but not a lot of people are digging it that much. Really? Yeah. I like that South Park does continuity seasons now. I like that a lot. Do I think this is the best season ever? No. But I love that South Park is comical and topical mm-hmm. and on point with what's going on now. And uh, I'll take this over them taking a lot longer to come up with some random things to be funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can only make Kenny's dead joke so often, mm-hmm. you know. And like, they don't even kill him that often anymore. No, nah, they don't even. That do was that. funny when we were really younger. Like, oh, it's hilarious. They kill him every single episode. They he even came. Used to see they, how all, they would do it. They even came up with like uh, an explanation that he's some dude that every time you kill him, will just come back. Yeah. What happened with that? How'd that work out? Did they end up saying he had they a power? They kind of explained it in the uh, the Cthulhu trilogy. Yeah. Do you remember that one? Yes. That was another one of those. Uh, yeah, that was the thing. South Park goes to these trends. Right now they're doing continuity. Before they used to do these big three-parters, uh, like the Coon and uh, the uh, the Black Friday Wonderland, or what was that one? Uh, Imagination Land. Imagination I love those two, man. <laughs> yeah, those um, are great. Those are also technically kind of good Halloween episodes, too, in a sense. Um, Imagination but Land. But the, uh, the Cthulhu trilogy, which was all about justin uh, beaver oh god that was great <laughs> oh I, I, he never responded to that either i was really hoping he would say something um but uh dude the, if south park made fun of me I, i'd just be like i made it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it i mean i don't know it depends because sometimes they can make fun of you and be flattering and then there are times they can make fun of you and just be like look we we hope you have aids and die like that's that's really what we hope for you we do not like you there is nothing redeemable about you in a sense like when Paris Hilton, uh, they did the Paris Hilton episode, and she replied, but she's like, oh, great, it's on South Park. And then they responded back, like, oh, God, we're so angry that she's happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we fucking hate that whore. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were really blunt about that. Um, but the uh, the Cthulhu trilogy, remember it had the, uh, the superheroes, uh, Mysterion, who, uh, spoiler alert, actually uh, was Kenny. And it's because his parents always used to go to this uh, cult meeting where people who were obsessed with Cthulhu, and they only went there because of the free beer. <laughs> but yeah, because yeah, of that, yeah. uh, his mother accidentally had this curse put on her where every single time Kenny dies, she literally gives birth, like, immediately. And they have a brand new Kenny who just, um, in, like, the 
course of 24 hours grows into the normal version that we always see. Wow. That's the reason why uh, he could always be killed so many times, like, throughout that episode. So, like, he, he brings that up to them, like, guys, I die every single time. And every time I do, you guys never remember it. The yeah. next day, you're just like, oh, there's Kenny again. At the bus do you stop. know what it's like to die? It fucking sucks. Yeah. And that's one of the few episodes where Kenny actually speaks, which is also really strange. You actually just get to hear his normal voice. I'm glad they break their own rules. They build mm-hmm. things, and then yeah. they break them down, and they're like, okay, we're done with that now. Mm-hmm. You know? But Kenny still doesn't speak. They sort of respect that. Yeah. But then at the same time, you know, they still go about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just saw on Facebook that uh, Tommy Wiseau, or who's the guy that did the the room? Not the room. <laughs> Tommy Wiseau. Tommy Wiseau mm-hmm. wants to direct a Fantastic Four reboot. And honestly, let's just let him do it. <laughs> he can't do any worse than the one that just came out. Oh, man. If only to see the stilted dialogue from that movie and just how he would pull off the special effects. Just... I, I want to see it. I want to tell me why it's so fantastic. I was story. talking about this with someone last night because we were. I, I was at some uh, pre-production meeting with some dudes, and they want to make this MMA movie that's like a, an MMA mixed with Entourage, like a guy that makes it up through the MMA ladder, mm-hmm. and we, they want to make a pilot. But he's got like his own Entourage group of friends, people. Yeah. yeah, and he and that's the beauty of the show Entourage. You don't have to watch it; you know exactly what it's about just by hearing like the name of the show. It's the, the famous dude and his friends, mm-hmm. and then they go through experiences, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and yeah. it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Shenanigans in a shitty Hollywood movie. Exactly. So, <laughs> it didn't do well. No. It's just like Sex in the City. Neither did the new, uh, uh, what's his name? The guy that did the Apple products, uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. That movie came out, and Michael Fassbender is like my favorite actor. Mm-hmm. There's a few dudes I got man crushes on. Michael Ooh. Fassbender is one of them, and then Joe Rogan. Those are like my two like idol guys. I always like, anytime Michael Fassbender is in anything, the only good part of Prometheus, Michael Fassbender. One of the best actors in the new X-Men movie, Michael Fassbender, is Magneto, mm-hmm. hands down. Every time that dude's in something, it rocks. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh. He's got he's... a big up-and-coming career, too. Like, he's constantly getting roles thrown at him now. Yeah. And so when I thought he's Deservedly gonna... so. I don't really care about Steve Jobs, but when I thought that Steve Jobs, you know, it surprised me. It's got Seth Rogen in it. It's mm-hmm. got Michael Fassbender. Seth Rogen is in that. Seth Rogen, he's a he's a who's the guy that was next to Steve Jobs when he was famous? You know, back in the day, his uh, his anyway. I'm forgetting. Is his curly headed stoner friend? I'm yeah. curious. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when they started Apple, ladies was... and gentlemen, Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I make fun of Seth Rogen, but honestly, I got no problem with the dude. I think he's funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, we were talking about uh, Fantastic Four yeah. and the director said that he was pissed because Fantastic Four, three months before it came out, they made him redo a ton of things. They mm-hmm. made him recut it, and he put out a tweet like four days before the film came out. And he's like, the thing you're about to see is not the movie I wanted to make. The thing you, you're going to see is what they remade and made Sounds like do. a good excuse. Sounds like a good excuse because yeah. he made a shitty movie. Yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Just own up, dude. You made a bad superhero movie. Get over it. Get your name stricken from it and make something else. Don't be a little fucking social Look at Kevin media Smith. bitch about it. Kevin Smith makes a bunch of shit, but mm-hmm. he's still... And he owns up to the shit he makes. We literally heard him say that. <laughs> he's like, he's like, maybe someone should have told me not to make Tusk. <laughs> you know, it's like, he, he made Tusk. It wasn't all that great. And yet he's still making a trilogy like out of all of these movies, which I think is really great and commendable on his part. Because like, he knows that it is a crappy movie. But there are people out there who actually kind of like it, and he's okay with that. Yeah, and the other thing that I thought was funny is that he's going to put Jane Silent Bob in him. Yeah, that, that, that's fantastic. I mean, they and have to bring those characters Saskatchewan, back. Canada. And I love that he's given Saskatchewan some shout-outs because Saskatchewan's like one-fourth of Canada, mm-hmm. and no one even knows it exists. Mm-hmm. Like, no one knows about Saskatchewan. It's all like British Columbia and uh, wherever the fucking Niagara Falls is. I know nothing about geography, as you can tell, after the second beer's kicking in. And but the the point is that Saskatchewan gets no love, and that's where my mom's from. So it's kind of cool that he's like basing the film there. Jay and Silent Bob come in, scratch the chalkboard, and say how they're <laughs> the going to get. Scene, yeah, that's going to be great. That doesn't even like they shown anything from that yet. I know. And the next, it felt one, really cool to like go to that Kevin Smith thing and like be privy to that sort of information. And there he is, like look, pulling up the script on his iPhone. And I'm like, what the fuck, man? This is crazy. The Bratsies. The Bratsies. Yeah, the, the, the Nazi sausage people. Oh. Which look really damn funny. Look look this stuff up. It's <laughs> no his, one knows what we're talking it's, about. It's basically Kevin Smith's Canadian trilogy that he's making. And if you haven't seen Tusk, just see it for curiosity's sake. You'll Watch the it. first half mm-hmm. and then stop. 
and then just stop watching it. No, watch it all. It's not good. Uh, no, I know, but the part where they're both fighting as human walrus people, and then he he erupts from the walrus skin mm-hmm. to fight the other walrus man. This makes no sense, people. I know yeah, what saying I'm saying. Saying it out loud sounds <laughs> fucked up. I mean, I've seen it. Like, it, I was like, "Why is this happening? It's not that good." The act, the, the actors are trying. They're really trying, but it doesn't look that good. And I personally don't think a human body could go through the shock of all that. Of Probably like it, not. No, but you're not supposed to think about that type of shit in a movie yeah. like that. You know, realism goes out the window. We have brotsies for Christ's sake. And you didn't even care that Haley Joel Osment was fucking the dude's girlfriend. <laughs> Because there's like, yeah, and like Haley Joel Osment was originally supposed to be the Bratzies, but then his manager called and said he can't do that. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, no one will remember me as a six cents kid anymore. And then his management called and said he's not going to be a Nazi sausage. We refuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy, lordy, lordy. Oh, man. All right. Well, you know what? We're going to go ahead and end on one last segment today. Um, I actually want to recommend... Uh, three different anime to watch this Halloween season because we're big fans okay. of anime. And the good thing is, Christian, I believe that you've seen at least two of the ones that I want to talk about today. Um, okay. The first one we're going to talk about is the first anime that I think made our uh, jaws hit the floor because of its violence. We're talking about Elfin Lied. You remember Elfin Lied? Elfin Lied, really? Elfin Lied, yes. Was it lead or lied? It might be lead, it might be lied. All I know is it's a series about these crazy chicks who are experimented on. And they have these four invisible or more arms on their back, which are called vectors. Yes, and they the have the ability to pretty much just dismember or so cut up. Anyone. The vectors can penetrate through people and then decide to like grab your heart and just rip it out. Yeah, they have unlimited strength mm-hmm. and they do have a distance limit, but or they could just cut your leg off like mm-hmm. clean, like a razor. You know, like it's very weird. And if you can make it through the first episode, you are allowed to watch it. If you can make it for the first ten minutes of the <laughs> first episode. The series is so fucking intense, and the thing I want to drive home the most about this series is it's not entertaining because of the gore. It actually does have a really well-done, thought-provoking story. The artwork in particular of the backgrounds is some of the most gorgeous I've ever seen, Mm -hmm. but damned, if its gore scenes are not going to haunt you forever for how visceral and realistic they can be. Uh, The first episode, the first thing that you actually see is a severed arm, like intro rolls okay this series looks like it's gonna be pretty heavy and then there's just an arm that's on the floor it's like twitching there's blood all over the place and then you just see these guys get torn to shreds they explode blood all over the place their heads are ripped dudes off. are running away shooting guns and all of a sudden their face rips off you know mm-hmm. like it, it's like very steal, dark she uses her like vectors to steal someone's pen and throw it like right through their eye socket there's this sweet young girl who's just there to get coffee for all of them <laughs> and she has her head twisted and ripped off and then her body body is used as a shield against all of the bullets just so fucking messed up and that's not even like the main story the main story is about like their big experiment this girl named lucy who as she's escaping this experimental facility she ends up getting shot in the head and she ends up having like a split personality where her other half is really nice and the other half is really vengeful and extremely violent and she also has this connected past with the main uh, male lead of the series. And they're sort of like got this like love angle going on between the two characters. That and you get to learn about their pasts as well as all the experiments which are done on all these other people. Because you get to see like, uh, you know, the two girls with two different vectors fighting each other. And you yeah. get to see how that goes down. And it's still just as violent. Uh, in particular, the one scene that always sticks with me whenever I think of this series is when they're fighting in the graveyard and you have that one cute girl who jumps towards her and uh, she's trying to attack her with her vector arms and then suddenly as her arm is reaching out, every single one of her fingers just gets completely chopped off. Yeah, like and you clean. see everything, like the bones, the blood, you hear like the stretching of the skin and everything and it's so fucked up! Yeah, like every time you watch a scene, you're like, oh, it's... It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit, it's really that bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it gets worse like every single episode. Yeah. They always manage to up the ante and the body count. The there last is... like, episode, there's like over 50 people who get massacred. The only critique I have about that is that it's a little slow at times. There it are is. some slow episodes. So don't expect that. That's the problem with the first episode. The first episode sets that bar like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. This is going to be like One Punch Man, you know, like, but way gorier every time. And then it's like, oh, slow episode, slow episode, worth it, you know, a cool episode, then slow episode, slow episode, then, mm-hmm. you know, cool stuff here and there. And then they sort of get into it at the end. But uh, that's the only thing 
I, I have against the show mm-hmm. is it has some slow spots, but man, it's good. Yeah, it's it's disgustingly beautiful. Yes, it really is. And the um, intro is in Latin. No, yeah. not Japanese. Mm-hmm. Very it's all, weird. All the, the imagery in the intro too is like it's all a reference to real world paintings. Just uh, one of the characters is replaced with one from the actual show. So it's uh, it's definitely got a little bit of high brownness to it. It does have good writing, but like you said, it is kind of a slow crawl, and it is only a twelve episode series. And but un- that's why it's worth it. Mm-hmm. It's slow burn, mm-hmm. but it's only twelve episodes. Yeah, so if you want to be freaked out and see some just really nasty gore over the Halloween season, check that out. But uh, let's go ahead and head to another super mega gory show, which is Helsing Ultimate. Helsing Ultimate is my favorite vampire anime series of all time. I don't think anything has even come close to it. Um, and when even compared to, say, Elfin Lied or Lead, it's, uh, I think, just as violent, if not more so. But, but it's all held together by an amazingly badass action story. It also has, like, funniness to it. Oh, it's extremely over the top. Yeah, so it has this, like, oh, it's so ridiculous, I can't take it serious. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter that five people's heads exploded. Yeah. (laughs) Or there's literally a giant river of blood. Mm -hmm. It doesn't bother me, because it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Or when Nazis eat babies. Yeah. Vampire Nazis. A scene sticks out. Yeah. That's how how (laughs) fucked up the imagery in that show is. But at the same, it's just like, oh, okay, I get it. Uh, but at the same time, the main character is so funny. I always think of uh, uh, that parody series as well. Oh, yeah, they, the abridged version? The abridged version yeah, is yeah. so funny. Th- th- those abridged series can totally ruin it. Uh, but the story of Helsing Ultimate's real simple, actually, despite how crazy everything is. It's this uh, organization known as the Helsing Organization, which hunts down vampires, ghouls, and all types of monsters. And it just so happens that their biggest secret weapon is the actual real vampire himself, Alucard, which, if you know what that is backwards, it's freaking Dracula. So he's like the ultimate vampire, and he works for them without even questioning it and at the same time you have this other organization which are these nazi vampires which have come back and risen up and they're getting ready to take over london and they basically just completely burn it to the ground like they just destroy and massacre this city and that's when the helsing organization has to come in and stop them from taking over the world with their nazi zombie regime I freaking love the show. <laughs> There's so many great characters from all sides. You love the villains. You love the heroes. The action scenes just so happen to be very well animated. In uh, every single episode, it is an OVA, by the way. Uh, they have like different animators that work on each one. So a lot of them have their own distinctive style to them. And it's just the definitive vampire show. And of course, Alucard, at this point in time, has become one of the most popular anime characters of all time. If you ever go to an anime convention, you're always going to see at least one Alucard. Because yeah. he's just got such a distinctive design with and he's whole. like he's very i for some reason i want to i want to like attach him to sort of like he's so powerful he doesn't really worry mm-hmm. uh but he always has a good time fucking yeah. people up you know and he's a fun character to watch mm-hmm. you, you almost feel like it's like this is the main character should i be rooting for him because he's saying some really <laughs> fucked up shit right now and like he'll, he'll straight up torture his victims before he kills them and uh, just because he does want to have a little bit of fun um because so, yeah. he's so powerful like mm-hmm. they cut off his his head and they're like well, that's like one of 12 steps you have to do to kill him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's one of the most indestructible heroes I've ever seen, but he also has a really nice backstory, which ties into the real story of uh, the inspiration for Dracula and everything, Vlad the Impaler. Uh, I, I do believe... Who's actually a very fucked up human being. Indeed. Yeah, he had a real good <laughs> he time. He really earned his title, to say the least. Yeah. And, he- uh... Uh, Helsing Ultimate, just, uh, you can watch the original Helsing if you want, but I'd recommend just going to Ultimate for a number of reasons. One, it adapts the actual manga version, so it's, uh, sticking to that story. The animation and production value of the second series is also just infinitely better. Nearly every episode looks like a movie, which is a huge accomplishment. It's an OVA, so every episode's about an hour long, so when you combine it all together, you do get a really good full series. It wraps up everything perfectly, has a good definitive ending, and uh, I can't speak enough about the action. It is really violent, but the action is like really hard-hitting and just awesome. Like You could set it up to a Rob Zombie song and be like the coolest (laughs) fucking music video you've ever seen. Absolutely. So Helsing Ultimate... One of the best vampire anime I've ever seen. One of the best shows to watch on uh, Halloween. So, last show that I'm going to recommend, and this is definitely the least violent uh, of all of them. It's just, it carries the uh, the essence of Halloween, which is Soul Eater. Uh, I've talked about this show a couple of times. I've, I've seen the fight scenes, mm-hmm. which look cool. Which look fantastic, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, it's another series that just bleeds style. Um, I've even reviewed the entire spinoff series, Soul Eater Not, which I don't recommend checking out. But uh, there's uh, Soul Eater, the original series, which basically... I recommend you not check that out. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, Soul Eater is basically all, like, based around the imagery of Halloween. Like, everything is just jack-o'-lanterns, bats, ghosts, witches. It's just all there, and it just reeks of it. And the entire series is about this academy where these uh, gifted people go to actually learn how to use these weapons, these human weapons, which are known as Death Scythes, because they're trying to create the ultimate weapon for Death himself, the Grim Reaper. So this way they can fight against demons and monsters and all types of crazy shit. Uh, but it's not violent. In fact, it's got way more humor than anything attached to the show, but it does have a lot of creepy imagery in it, a lot of it that's surprisingly disturbing. But what makes it good, again, is that it just feels like Halloween. Like, the first episode alone, just like, it feels like a Halloween anime special, and they could have just done the first episode, and it would have been fine the way it is. Like, they didn't have to continue anything, but they did the whole series. It still managed to live up to it, um, and it's just, it's fantastic. And it's got style unlike anything that I've ever seen before. It's like a combination of this one other anime series called D. Gray Man, and it's also a combination of Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. It just, it's a perfect melding of the two. Yeah, it's like, it is in a Halloween world. Like, mm-hmm. everyone has fucking pumpkins and black mm-hmm. black and white stripes. The first and- episode, uh, the main characters, Maka and Soul, they actually fight against this witch whose name is Blair, and her main attack is that she fires these giant explosive jack-o'-lanterns. She flies around on jack-o'-lanterns, yeah. and everything just... The look of everything, just it's so perfect for the season. Um, it's definitely the type of show that uh, will take some time, though. It is a 50-episode series, so uh, jumping into it on Halloween Day might seem a little strange, but uh, you know, I-, I highly recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it, because it pretty much covers the gamut on everything like terrifying and horrible, you know, witches, vampires, even werewolves. Like it's just it's all there. It's all got some great imagery in the action scenes, in particular that first episode, just fantastic. Yeah, like uh, Soul Eater has has been around for a while, mm-hmm. and a, a show. I'm not going to say just because it has 50 episodes is good, mm-hmm. but it is a good show that has 50 episodes. So, mm-hmm. and I think the characters are cool. Like Death mm-hmm. is a fun character too, and he's not what you would expect from the Grim Reaper either. He's no. really goofy and over the top. He's like doesn't... big foam hands. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, in the series, they do explain that in the past he did look like a more traditional Grim Reaper, but he decided to change his appearance because it was scaring all of his students. So he decided to start being all goofy and ridiculous. So that, that's the thing. The show is fun and it's tongue-in-cheek, but then you have some moments that are just, like, absolutely ghastly, especially from some of the uh, the villains of the series and probably the most popular character from the series, which is one of the teachers who goes by the name of Dr. Frankenstein, which if you ever go to an anime convention, that's, like, the number one uh, Soul Eater cosplay I always see. You ever see those, like, mad scientists who have the bolts in their heads? Yes. That's Dr. Frankenstein. He's all over the freaking place. I always see Death, though, a lot. I see dudes with big foam hands. Death is really popular, too, yeah. yeah. Um, and even his son, um, Death the Kid, uh, who is uh, the next in line to become the next Grim Reaper. It's, uh, in many ways, kind of a com. It's basically what happens when Naruto and Halloween have sex, and they have a creepy demon baby. You get Soul Eater. It's pretty freaking awesome. Very Check much in out. line with that. With a splash of bleach as well. So... Uh, those are my three recommendations uh, for Halloween anime or scary-themed anime to actually watch this season. But I want to hear from you guys. Do you guys have any uh, favorite horror-themed anime series that you guys like to watch? Make sure to tell us in the comment section below. Boom. Well, hey, guys. Thank you so much for watching the powerful Nerdcast on episode 30-something. Yep. And uh, really, we really appreciate it because if it wasn't for you guys watching, we wouldn't be making it. So please leave us some comments. Give us some feedback about the show. We always appreciate that. And uh, like, really, it wouldn't if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't make it. So, you know, mwah, kisses and love and hugs and all that shit, guys. So thank you so much. And uh, Corey, do you want to take us out with a Rogue Intel promo? I will. Yes. I would like to thank RogueIntel.com, an amazing podcast network which allows us to make this show every single week. They also happen to have a number of also awesome, amazing shows that you should check out, which cover a number of different topics. So make sure to check out the link for that in the description box below. And if you guys want a really cool way to actually help support our channel as well as Rogue Intel, I'd recommend going to rogueintel.com Amazon. Use that for your bookmark whenever you buy anything on Amazon, and it will help support our shows, and you will not have to spend any extra. It's really awesome. We would really appreciate it. Look for all that stuff in the description box below, as well as the timestamps. Make sure to check us out on Super Comedy Guru 9000 as well, because we got a lot of cool things in the pipeline. Because now that Halloween is just about over, it's almost time for the uh, holiday season, and things are going to get really awesome. So uh, there it is, guys. Gotta do Thank a, you again for watching. Got to do a list of turkey animes next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be pretty short. Christmas is easier. Yeah. (laughs) Well, again, thank you guys so much for watching. And the Powerful Nerdcast is out. 
What's up, guys? It's Shane from Now That I'm Older. Check out Pure Orgasmic Love on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network. Sex, 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 one of the most amazingly diverse topics on the planet. And each week, Dragonfly and Swamp Ape will discuss and educate on topics involving love, relationships, and you guessed it, one of their favorites, sex. Pure Orgasmic Love. Find them on RogueIntel.com. 